Cause like, because every, every nigga who fuck up got to go talk to Jada. Uh, it seems silly to me, but we'll talk. I don't know why Jada Pinky got that type of clout, but cause she fine. Not really. She cut her face all up. You you hey, she's still fine now. Jada's mm. still a beautiful one. Hey, you mm. know what? After you, know. after you put weed above pussy on your little ranking that we did in the group, <laughs> you're really unreliable anyway. Well, weed is very consistent. You're you got bad credibility. I don't know. Weed is always gonna like D- does anybody on this podcast thing. rank liquor or weed above pussy? Pussy is the big joker. <laughs> at all time. <laughs> <clears throat> right, and then it just depends on if you smoke or drink it. Right, no, no homeboy. Uh, tell the story about when, like, uh, Dave Chappelle. Somebody was a Dave Chappelle that hit him up. Like, man, we can go smoke with Dave Chappelle, but they was like, two hoes, so they niggas passed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, niggas passed. Us smoking with Dave Chappelle. They try to get some. Right. Just for the hope, the possibility. Just, it wasn't even set in stone. It was just huh. potential. Right. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to fuck with you oh. with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> a 30% chance of pussy beats a 100% chance of the blunt. That's like crazy. That Easy. Don't have any Easy. Worries. They can just let go. Welcome to with all due respect. This is Chef. <laughs> I'm bullshitting. No, fucking run it. We here now. Oh, because you try to get mad. Welcome to with all due respect. This is Chef. As always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a like on Spotify. Check us out on the iHeartRadio app um, and any of our supporting platforms. This is episode 95. We're on the march to 100. Gentlemen. Well, with the white voice, what up? 5,000 North South Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. Do what you want to. Hey, Chef, before you get started, man, by virtue of us being on Anchor, we're on like 12 different other networks now. I saw I was listening to you do the rundown, and Anchor has us like on all types of shit, so. Oh. Yeah, it'll take you five minutes to say how many places to find our podcast. We're on Beaker. Beaker, I think it's what it's called. I ain't heard that one. I ain't heard that shit neither. But obviously, hey, welcome to all the people who want Beaker listening. But yeah, there's plenty of shit that we're on now. You should not be able to not find us. Double negative. Bet. So um, I know I put this on. Uh, Double negative would have been you should not not be able to find us. I knew if somebody was going to catch me, it was going to be this (laughs) motherfucker. I try my best to let it go. I didn't give my thing. Um, give yourself a thing. Fuck you. I'm not digging myself, nigga. Think about uh, digging yourself. Mm. Are we recording? Can can we get a little uh backstory on what happened to uh the other episode? Oh, are we recording? So we record on Audacity. Um and last episode we recorded a full episode for you. People's actually a great episode with all type of good content. Um Great with all the respects. It was, we were all very proud of the episode. However, when 
we went to when I went to export the. There episode. we go. There's a lot of wee shit. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, look, look. I'm a professional. Okay, I like to always be about the team. So, uh, but when I, so I'm falling on my sword. When I went to export the episode. The only part of the episode that was there was the asking for a friend, and the asking for a friend was eventually, the, with all due respect, short. That you all listened to last week. I think that was Valentine's Day, whenever that was, ten days ago, about power. So I've saved today's podcast like eight times already to make sure that we don't have none of that bullshit. I don't know why Audacity didn't save the episode, but that's basically what happened. It's my fault. My that's bad. like saying the video. You believe they had the Audacity. Look, look, I, five stacks, apologize for fucking up the episode. <laughs> Shady boots. So, but, um, so was that episode 94 or are we calling that episode or no? That was the episode. Was that was the episode. episode. It, it was a short, but it was an episode. And people actually liked um, liked it. Like, like, I got good feedback, actually. I haven't listened to it because I don't listen, but uh, I, I got good feedback. Yeah, people really liked Amber except for Mystery Girl number one. Yeah, she got smoked. So well, Amber, hey, well, Amber says she don't fuck with Mystery Girl number one, so obviously we need to have a... <laughs> we, need to, we need to settle this once and for all. Well, yeah. So, I, so this is random, but um, do we do people know our Instagram handles? Do y'all like to share that type of shit? I don't even think I know my Instagram handle. It's Woodrow Wilson it's with everywhere. All I'm at. due respect, with a K. No, I'm talking about as individuals. Individuals. <coughs> I thought we we liked our anonymity, but if you want to put your face out there, you're a media personality now, JJ. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the anonymity behind the "with all due respect" is good because the no what? one really knows who runs that account. The what? And I, I, I think that's good. The what? The "with all due respect" account. No, what was the other word you said? And the "and what"? Anonymity. Oh, okay, you, you kind of slow it down on the curve when you said that word. I was just trying to make sure you had it. You're disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> Nigga, slow it down to about thirty-five to take that turn. At any rate, <laughs> that, that's some Asian cartoons. <laughs> <clears throat> I know I know what type of podcast it's going to be. Go at any rate, you can follow me at gbrads underscore rants, R-A-N-T-S, on Instagram. Hey, well, I don't follow nobody with an underscore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Count me out. Oh, <laughs> so you mean just regular GB rants? G- already? No. It was my Twitter handle, and then I stopped fucking with Twitter. So I just carried it over to Instagram. Even though we have a Twitter account, so you can follow us on Twitter as well. Oh, sweet. No one else wants to share? Uh, Woodrow F. Wilson, the F stands for fucking. You know what I'm saying? You know what time it is. <laughs> I think mine is uh, 5,000 underscore no insta. That it but is. I know JJ's not going to follow me because he don't follow underscores. Exactly. JJ's got about eight, eight different Instagram accounts. <laughs> Which one y'all want? For every line of business. <laughs> I'm not giving y'all my, my shit private. Um, don't let y'all in my life like that. <laughs> Even though I talk to y'all niggas every week about my privates. About his privates. Well, speaking of, of privates. My privates. Um, it's, it's Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Um, happy Mardi Gras. Uh, J. Joe. Uh, I'm like you having a good time. Saw the zoo ball pictures. Look like a fun time. So give us a rundown. How was how's it been? Oh, man. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> it's had its ups and its downs. Uh. So I've been drinking 
probably five days straight now. Uh, I shouldn't be doing this to my body, but I mean, it's carnival season, so that's what we do. Um, and, well, it kicked off with uh, a lady dying. Uh, this is the first time somebody has died in 40 years at one of the parades. She tried to cross in between two floats, and she didn't make it. And it rolled over, and she popped because there's no suspension on the floats. So it's just all weight. You know, your car has suspension, so the wheels go up and down when it's bumpy. Yeah, the floats don't do that. They just steamrolled over, and she popped. Uh, so they, they stopped that uh, parade, and everybody was mad at the mayor because, you know, she stopped the parade, and everybody was upset. And then two days later, uh, another motherfucker died, uh, <coughs> got rolled over again. Sad to say they were both black and old. Uh, so rest in peace to them and their families. But besides that, I mean, Zulu Ball was a good time. Uh, it's great to see uh, black people in formal gear. They have bands. They had SOS, Dougie Fresh, Juvenile, Music Soul Child, a whole bunch of people. And usually people uh, act accordingly, but it is a video floating around the internets of nigga hitting a nigga over here with a bottle, and then he gets beat up by two other niggas. Uh, so, are you on that tape? Yeah, that was you're that. not on that tape, right? Huh? You're not on that tape, right? That's, that is not me with those red shoes on. So, <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a it's just a real good time, man. I've been drinking all day. We got up like six o'clock in the morning, took shots. Uh, caught bees, caught some coconuts, stopped, got some crawfish and fixings, man. And, and, and then the nigga, I saw that niggas wanted to record today. Uh, I'm coming next year, so man. How, how I get tickets to the Zulu Ball, man? Doing, Put me in the number. I'm doing my Kobe thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Mamba mentality. All right, man. You're penciled in for next year. <laughs> yeah, I definitely am. Um, been trying to make it for a couple of That's years. That's if I don't go to Trinidad. Cause that shit look like that shit's cracking. It, it actually be in the feet. Definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> Things I hate soca music though. I get tired of that shit after a few hours. No, I. Hey boy, the shit that goes right. on now. I mean, right. right. you you get into it. I mean, you know. And uh, you ever been to a, a white bar and you got drunk? Nigga, you be singing fucking I wish I had Jesse's girl and all that shit. Like, you're drunk. You'll, it'll talk to you. I don't think y'all know this. I don't know if anyone's noticed. I, I really don't get drunk. So, <laughs> I think I've probably been drunk. <clears throat> I could count on my hand how many times I've been drunk in my life. Like, for real, for real. I count on my hands how many times I was drunk today. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right on. So, speaking of a Mamba mentality, um, the Kobe Bryant Memorial was um, on Monday, <laughs> so I know for me, I didn't I didn't watch it. It, it wasn't because I, I I didn't care, but it was more so because I just it was a Monday morning, man. It's like it's too heavy for a Monday morning. Um, so I, I tried to avoid it. I watched after the fact. Um, I saw Michael Jordan's speech, which which I thought was great, <clears throat> a very beautiful tribute. But in general, it seemed like it was a good turnout for folks. Um. Uh, I saw his family was there. Um, I know he, he had, I guess he had some issues with his parents, but they were there and it was a, it seemed like a really, you know, quality, respectful event. Beyonce saying. For a nigga and, who didn't watch it, you sure saw that. 
<laughs> I mean, I, you don't have to see shit. To, no, to, I mean, like, I didn't watch the credits, but um, right. the rest of the shit. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I saw the, the I saw the clips on YouTube, but I didn't necessarily go into it. I saw. Nah, I watched you, you pretty much covered everything. Right. Only thing you didn't say is Shaq. <laughs> right. No, that, that was coming. You interrupted me. <laughs> right. Oh, Shaq was on there. Oh, That's God. Shaq was That's the, the biggest part. You did see, right? No, only only watched the one clip of uh, Jordan's speech. Shaq dropped the motherfucker on national television. Right, it was on national television. Yes, it was on ESPN, guys. Everybody's like, did I mean, you say motherfucker ESPN. on national television? Oh shit! You don't think you got to do a you don't think you got to do a memorial on a five second delay, but obviously that's not the case. But it was a slight delay though, because they they did. It was like maybe he went back to back or something. Because oh, it looked like most of them were green. And they had a little prompt up there. And then he like might have just slipped one past. <clears throat> so I, I I didn't watch it. And just because I really, all these fucking days have been running together. Um, but yeah, I saw the clips too. And I have it on my DVR. But just seeing people crying and all that shit, man, that. I know a nigga gonna probably end up crying watching that shit again, so I'm, I'm gonna save that to cry day, which is usually you know Sunday is a good day to cry. You know what I'm saying? So I I didn't watch that Sundays shit. For yeah, fuck uh-huh. that. You designate that? Sundays for crying. I feel like Sunday is a good cry day. You wanna cry on Friday or Saturday? Sunday fucking holiday. Sunday is definitely a fucking holiday. Sunday, you know, you might cry at church. Sunday, what's the best? What's the best fucking day out of the week? Thursday. Thursday. I like it. Saturday morning. Oh, that's a one of the weekend days. Thursday feels like a weekend day to me Saturday for some reason. Saturday morning. I think Saturday morning is good because you, you try to get it popping on Friday, but you was too drunk. But you wake up on Saturday and everything is good. Yeah, I like right. Saturday morning. I think I'm with that. I like Saturday So Some good groggy fucking, you know what I'm saying? Still got a look at yourself. Let's, do the po- let's, let's create a poll tomorrow. What's the best fucking day out of the week? I think Sunday is my favorite day. Yeah, because you said you like to fuck after church. We've already discussed this. Yeah. Yeah, Before I knew that. Right. Chef likes to fuck after church. Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah, after church, like, when niggas go to church. I don't go to church, but, like, when niggas, like, I assume niggas get home, that's when I I get to work or whatever. (laughs) I said I do my best work. After she got the word, she's hella receptive, nigga. I do my best <laughs> work. Nigga. I'm gonna fill up with something, all right? Yeah, right. It's an anointing to get it with the Holy Ghost power. Balm and Gilead. But uh, a baptized ass tonight. You know, I always thought it was a bomb in Gilead, like a B O M B bomb. No, man, bomb. Yeah, like lotion. I didn't know that. <laughs> when did you learn that? After like the royal like, wedding or before? It was probably like a year ago. <laughs> I was singing, there is a bomb in Gilead. And it's like, what? Nigga, what you say? <laughs> nigga, they got put out the airplane. The same gospel song. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, bro. Did they have bombs in biblical times? <laughs> Did they have lotion? <laughs> Oh, it's not lotion, man. Mad they had lotion. They had oils. They had hella oils. Right. Yeah, it's like it's just an oil, man. It's like a lotion, for Right. Oh my God! This man said a bomb and Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise. We're going back to Kobe. 
uh, if y'all if y'all uh, listen to the the Kobe episode, I mean, Vanessa got up there and said the same thing I said at the on the podcast that she feels like God took them at the same time because um, you know they they couldn't live without each other and you know. I am the credit monster, and I will take all the credit for calling that shot. You know what I'm saying? I was just about to say, credit monster be hungry, dog. <laughs> credit monster got a tapeworm, nigga. That nigga is never full. Yeah, you know, so it was a very somber occasion. But, you know, Vanessa basically said what I said a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, you know, straight, though, know, praying, praying for the family. In the air and shit. I'm like, how dare you? Oh, man. <laughs> Did you say I lick my finger, put one in the air, nigga? Like, check, check for me. Right, right. I was right, nigga. Oh, man. Y'all ain't shit, boy. No, we just have a podcast and body try to shout That's a skill. That's the kind of nigga, nigga, I too. Like, I wish you knew that school or like you knew about Kobe. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if you played that Nintendo like you did your school, were you that straight A? <laughs> <laughs> like it's two different things, I see. <laughs> right, right. Oh man. Oh man. Right, speaking of, he had a somber voice though. <laughs> yeah. Bad Kobe at the funeral. I think like heads, heads bowed, eyes closed. Right. Vanessa <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoke that was about to dry in the room, but she basically said what I had already told y'all a couple weeks ago. Had to take it together. So. Oh man. <laughs> If y'all niggas so, knew Jesus like I did, you would know how <laughs> operates. He ain't gonna put more on us than uh, we can. Eyes closed, heads bowed. A bomb and Gilead, <laughs> nigga. A bomb and Gilead. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, okay, so. Um, hold on, hold on. What, uh, what are we even talking about? Are we COVID, put on from COVID already? Oh. No, no, go. You got more? Go. I'm but gonna no. stifle you. We are before we do. Uh, Talk your shit, up for Lent. Tomorrow's ass Wednesday. Shit, no. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> kind of snuck up on me. I don't know what you what you giving up. Don't uh-huh. seem early. It does uh-huh. feel like Lent was uh-huh. like thirty days ago. Like it seemed like we just finished with Lent, but All right, it is what it is. Um, Lent is Lent. I'm gonna try to get some up. I'm gonna I'm gonna think hard. Pause. Uh-huh. Get some up. <laughs> Anyway, we we can move on. I'll try to save y'all niggas. Y'all talking about fucking after church. I was trying to see if y'all was going, you know, right. give up fried foods or something or cussing. You know. But I'm good. Like, that's not a bad idea though. Um, to give up fried foods or something just to that's not a bad idea. Probably give up cigarettes. That's what niggas be doing. What you gave up? For? Yeah, I probably give up tea. <laughs> you don't even drink tea, okay, nigga. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I probably give up donuts. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, stop calling niggas nigga for a month. Definitely. Hey, wait, do y'all want to do a challenge for the podcast? Give up the n word for for Lent? Nope. No. Uh, um, that's gonna be hard. That's kind of what the point is, ain't it? Oh, you don't do easy shit. I'm gonna give up skydiving for Lent. Like, what the fuck? Okay, we'll try. Oh, I, I'm willing to try it. Cause we failed on episode one. If you go back to episode one, we were supposed to not say the N word on that episode. I don't yeah, think I ever subscribed I, uh, to that. I stayed off on, in protest. <laughs> <laughs> really, I just forgot we was doing that shit. How does that work? 
Yeah. So I'm gonna go back and listen to episode one one day. Are we starting now or are we starting next episode? First of all, I I didn't agree to it. Oh, you don't want to agree? So okay. no, I didn't agree to it either. Okay. Didn't agree to what? I'm we not go, saying the N word. give up the so. N word on the show for Lent. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't we give up saying pause? You say pause a lot. Uh, why I gotta give up my shit? <laughs> I mean, we all say it on occasion. Yeah, I mean, and it's toxic. Yeah, is it's it toxic to say pause? Yeah, it's I think toxic. so. I think it's like it homophobic a little bit. <laughs> you on your red table talk shit right now? Why is it even toxic? I don't know, honestly. But I guess we get into that now. So red table talk. So recently, like, so we thing is we had a really good breakdown on the last episode about that didn't happen about um, Snoop Dogg um, calling uh, Gail King a. a a dog head ass bitch or something like that. So, you know, he apologized. So you put dubs on it on purpose. You know he didn't call it a dog head ass bitch. <laughs> oh, you oh, call her a dog, a dog head bitch? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Finish yeah, yeah. The ass would have liked that to get, You want to get that off. Go ahead. No, it's all right. Ass would have said. Ass bitch. All right. But he, he, he called her that. And it was, so we talked about it. It was like, oh, Snoop Dogg, if y'all, if y'all would have, if it was recorded, it would be like, oh, Snoop Dogg was fucked up for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't have did all that. And he apologized. I didn't say that, by the way. Okay. Yeah, it, we had we had, one, yeah, we had one to the far right, one far left, and two people in the middle. Sure. Yeah, so. But he did apologize, and I thought, I mean, my opinion was like, well, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Especially given the reason, like, his mama basically said apologize. But what's happened after the fact? Is Snoop has really doubled down on the sorries. I don't know if someone, I don't know if Oprah called in a threat and like, I mean, nigga, I know where your people live, um, and I'm gonna get your ass. Like she said, like he said he's gonna get Gail, but um, he went to Red Table Talk, and I feel like, I mean, and it would like, like you're saying, like, I mean, Fern rather, that's where niggas go to apologize or to bear their souls for some reason. When did um, when did Jada Pinkett become Smith become the um, the Pope? The principal, like that, like, like Nick Pope. I mean, N word Pope. Damn, it didn't last. Shit. Well, well, try my best. Damn. But I mean, but like, <clears throat> it's Snoop has on a turtleneck, right? And then he had like the 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 pouty lip face. Like when you like stick your bottom lip out, I was like, come on, man. Like Snoop, the like he like he like. A kappa that just crossed like 90 days ago and he's going to like a formal. This nigga had on like a fucking maroon fucking maroon fucking turtleneck with a black blazer nigga. He's got tears in his eye. got glasses on and shit like what the fuck are we doing here? I hate it. This nigga already said he was fucking sorry. But now he's got to go on. He's got to go hat in hand onto the fucking Red Table Talk show and Tell Jada and the other motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? He's so sorry. He made a mistake oh, and all this bullshit. What the fuck are we doing? I hate it. Why is being a non-toxic male, part of that is now going hat in hand and admitting to everybody how toxic you are? Like, I, it, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know why why she's the person we go into. Like, is something, is something, I mean, I think, okay, I'll admit I had a crush on Jada um, Pinkett Smith back in the 90s like when she was doing Jason's Lyric and fucking in the Field of Flowers. Like, I have feelings. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? You know, oh, okay, so I'm the only one that remembers that. But anyway. Oh, no, no, no. I definitely remember that. Okay, you, cool. No, you just took everybody so, to a place. It was a different place, but 
I'm with it. But I'm saying like we as we like we were all jits and we just like, oh man, she's bad, she's on a different world and all that shit. And so we see her in that, but she's become like I guess the the moral compass for, for black folks. I don't I don't get why though. Like why is it why and why did she go in on Snoop talking about how how wrong he was? Like no one's said anything about Gail being disrespectful or out of pocket. Like it's all on him and it seems wrong. Well, have you watched the Red Table Talks besides Snoop? No. I mean, they, it's a really good program, as my mama would say. <laughs> it's a good program. <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's just, I don't know. I think they don't really seem judgy of the ones I've seen. So I think maybe negatives feel comfortable uh, talking to her because, you know, she seems open and willing to talk and all that shit. And she was in Minnesota society, so why I mean, do I those two things definitely was I mean I that I don't so first off Jade is still bad, Jade is still fine. I will still beat the brakes off of Jada. But secondly, <clears throat> but why do we need to fucking talk about this shit? Why do we need to talk it out on the national stage? Like what was I, I don't understand. Like is there some healing we need to do? Like it seems like it seems like it's public admonishment as part of your your, your punishment. You need to right. go and vocally state your wrongs in the courtyard for the people so they can get their pound of flesh. Like, I don't understand. I, look, man, I called her a fucking dog phase ass bitch. I said I was fucking sorry. Why the fuck do I need to talk to you about? Because <clears throat> we got this thing now where everybody has to offer up their individual approval. And a lot of times this shit don't even have nothing to do with people, but like, <clears throat> basically people got to bless it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even it'll be so crazy. Like Gail could come out tomorrow on CNN or some other national outlet and be like, "Yeah, me and Snoop straight," and then people will take that shit off. Oh, nah, it's not really straight. She trying to help him, and like, shut the fuck up. Like the the person who should be the most offended said it's cool, so it's over with now. But she, everybody got to get on. But she's not trying to help. That's the thing. It's it's no no no. I mean, she's not. She's not saying that. I was just saying hypothetically, if she did, we the people would still find something wrong with it. No, which I'm talking about what Chef's saying. Like, so you get canceled. The only way to get uncanceled is to talk to the principal. The principal wants you to write a letter, write an apology, goes go at lunchtime in the cafeteria, tell everybody in your class that you're sorry, and once you do that, then you can go back with the rest of the class, you're uncanceled. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think we don't we there's no need to have gatekeepers. I feel like nobody's perfect, including her. Like, I don't want to hear, necessarily hear your point of view. Also, after the fact, I'm going to put my whole tap hat on. It's like she's friends with Oprah and them. She's friends with Gail. So I feel like it's a, like, you're kind of biased anyway. You know what I'm saying? You're not coming from a place of, like, providing real, a real critique. Those are your friends. So, of course, you're going to hold them down. Like, like, Snoop said words, but Gail said words, too. And it was all offensive. So, they're doing the same thing Gail did. Oh, Just smart. because they're friends mean mean that she can't have uh, an outside opinion. She's too close to it. I mean, that's that's basically what you said. Wait, what do you mean? When Gail told, asked about um, the whole Kobe thing, and mm-hmm. she was like, nah, Kobe ain't never done that. And then she was like, Gail was like, well, you too close to it. You ain't gonna see it no way. Right. Just because they're friends doesn't mean that she can't have a, an opinion. Like, if you do some fucked up shit and you my friend, I can still say, well, 
Yeah, that nigga did some fucked up shit. That's what I'm saying. Your your affiliation doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be genuine with your advice or whatever opinion. I'm just saying that was. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Snoop Dogg in the tournament. Because you're saying, well, she's biased because they're friends. That doesn't necessarily mean that. That's all I'm saying. She I mean, could be. I didn't watch it, so I can tell you if she was being biased or not. But I'm just saying that's not a fair critique. I saw I saw clips of it, and I don't want to see Snoop Dogg. Oh, look, clips. Look like the so you saw some loops. fucking clips, and now you know. I saw Snoop Dogg, Mister Fuck These Holes himself, in a turtleneck noops turtleneck. Yeah, it, it meant contrition, like and a, I have a, I have a fucking man. problem with that. The gold medallion. Yeah, yeah. Did he yeah. have a gold, gold chain? If on he would have had a gold chain on, he wouldn't have. Pol- he yeah. wouldn't have a He didn't have a chain at all. Definitely have a chain on. But he had glasses and, t- and he was with the turtleneck. Yeah, he, he had the I'm sorry glasses. And yes, I, I don't definitely like the I'm sorry glasses. None of the glasses you wear when you look <laughs> at that ten to fifteen. <laughs> when you go to go see the judge glasses. Yes, the go see the judge glasses. Yes. I need to see this. We need to market those specifically. Go see the judge. <clears throat> I need a new pair of those, actually. <laughs> we going to see the judge sometime, so? Yeah. But <clears throat> I need new glasses. You want to talk about it? No, no. It's, it's nothing crazy. It's just I got straight what? some. What would you saw your glasses right now? <laughs> That's how I wish I No, man, it's cool, man. It's routine. I'm going to be able to go over there, in and out. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing. Boom, 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 pow. Next thing you know, <laughs> Orlando, man, gets sentenced to 15 years in prison. <laughs> Don't wish that on me. <laughs> but nah, um, not even my Reggie glasses. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right. I guess we know how you feel about that. So, so Snoop Dogg apologizing uh, for calling a, a woman a bitch, which just is, I thought was what his, his thing was. Um, I think there's a few other things. What else happened this Black History Month? Deontay Wilder go got the, his ass whooped. That let's go into that, man. So Wilder getting his ass beat by that that very large white man during Black History Month definitely hurt my feelings. Um, I want I don't want to start. I'm gonna just say licking his blood was wrong, and that and I, I thought it was like he was he was again put my whole tap on, hat on. He was taking his energy away, taking his black black man energy away, man. I hated it. What? <laughs> yeah, man, I said it, man. What boy? It was just real freaky the way he was licking the blood. Like it's not like he did like uh like a little taste. That nigga was like lizard flicking his tongue on that nigga's like neck. Like that shit was freaky, nigga. Like it was a clitorical know. licking of the blood off of his neck. Yeah, and you can't beat anybody like that in a fight in real life. <clears throat> like a nigga that or just especially. With, Nigga, coronavirus going around, not to mention other shit. You just gonna taste another person's blood? You got me fucked up, man. A nigga sneeze too hard around me, I go run to the next room. Fuck. Let alone lick some blood. Yeah, that was kind of One thing that is crazy about it, though, is so if that was Mike Tyson who would have did that to an, a boxer, it would have been a way bigger story. Like, oh, he's out of control. He's a savage, so on and so forth. But to be a white dude does it, it's just a crazy white boy. I mean, it's kind of it's a double standard type of shit. That's I don't cool. know, man. Tyson bit a part of a nigga ear off. Yeah, and we talked about that shit for years. Like we just talked yeah. about it recently. When, because uh, who was it? Who was at the match? It was Tyson, Holyfield, and Lennox Lewis all were at the the boxing match together, and they had mm-hmm. memes 
talking about it's all good now, but however many years ago, this nigga Mike Tyson threatened this nigga's kids and beat a piece of this nigga ear off. He did do that. It's all good now, though. I mean, they cool, but I mean, on the big about my ear off. I'm never gonna be cool with them again. Yeah, we can't never be friends. Like I don't want to hear nothing they got to say. Was that a? That was funny. <laughs> oh, I just was. Okay, but yeah. So, okay, what else did y'all think about the fight? Like, I feel like in general, also that that Wilder didn't prepare properly. I think he wasn't focused. Um, it seemed like uh, Fury like kind of got his like he he got new trainers and he and he focused and he had a great strategy. He didn't wear a forty pound suit to come out in with a rapper. Like I just felt like he was just more prepared for this and took it a little more serious than uh, Wilder did, which again hurts during Black History Month. This is quintessential lessons in life. <clears throat> Hard work and preparation will beat out talent nine times out of nine times. That's just what it is, and that's why white people love the the example because it's like, oh, this nigga Wilder is. Most motherfucker Wilder is like the most talented, hard hitting boxer since since Tyson probably or Foreman or whatever. But he got beat out by what? Hard work, preparation. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And Wilder, you talk about oh Wilder may have had bad trainers, so on and so forth. What what do you train Wilder to do? He knocks motherfuckers yeah. out. That's what he does. The pep talk before the fight is go knock this motherfucker out. But when you run into a situation where you can't knock this big old white boy out and he knows how to box you in trouble. And, and Wilder was in trouble. He wants fight number three. He's going to be in trouble in the fight number three. He is. <clears throat> yep. He's just, he's going to perpetually be in trouble at this point. I think he's been exposed to a point. But like they say, I mean, like a brawler, a puncher. So you always got a puncher's chance. But more technically found sight, technically sound fighters are um, going to kind of see what he got going. And who's the other cat? Who's the third cat that they always want a Wilder to fight? The other British dude. Uh, what's his yeah. name? He got a real funny. Anthony Joshua. Yeah, the real funny name. Yeah, like he's he he's the most happy either. nigga ever. He's like, oh, I ain't got to fight this nigga. That's great. He almost has to fight him now, just like because no. Wilder is about to lose his streak, lose his credibility. Joshua's if Joshua's gonna fight anybody, he's gonna go fight uh, Fury. He's not gonna go fight Wilder. I wouldn't want to fight Fury if I was him. I wouldn't want to fight. I wouldn't want. Wilder's like B Hop. Like, this nigga just fights because he likes fighting. Like, that's not nothing you want to do on a Wednesday. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't know, man. Like, he. <laughs> so you think Wilder still has it? I think he'll knock everybody else sure. the fuck out. I just don't think he's going to knock Fury out. That's fair. I don't know, but I feel like he's been found out, though. Like, like for example, Joshua is a huge. He's huge, too. He could lean on it on that fool too, and just kind of just wear him down with weight. I don't know, man. I just feel like they they might have found him. They might have found him out. Wilder, like, you know. Wilder is found out. Wilder, look if if the biggest motherfucker in the neighborhood whoop your ass and you know you can't whoop his ass, the only thing you can do is make him your friend. Like at this point in time, <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Fair enough. All right, cool. What other Black History Month mishaps have we come across? Uh, the young lady who was in uh. The, the movie about the about the women who uh, stood up all the math department in NASA. I don't, oh, know, her, Lord, I don't know her name, right. but she passed. Rest in peace, Katherine Johnson. Yeah, she, yes, she passed yesterday. Right. That's rough. And then Walona died from um, Good Times. Yep. 
That too. Damn. Yep, yep. It's a little heavy, man. It's still, a little heavy. Yep, still dealing with Kobe. Speaking of heavy, they say Zion Wilson, Williamson, whatever the fuck is that, 300 pounds? Is he? That's what the talking wow. TV said. Didn't he come in at like 260? I thought he was 280. They talking about it today. They said that motherfucker might be over 300 pounds. And what are they saying? He need to get down some? Man, shit, if you 300 pounds, I mean, getting down some, unless you play offensive tackle. I'm trying to get down, <laughs> get down or lay down. I don't know. There's been a lot of lot of fuckery this Black History Month, man. I mean, I can't remember none of it, but I just know that it happened. <laughs> we like talked it. about it on the last podcast. So. You're going to blame everything on the last podcast, huh? Yeah. All they <laughs> do is hit one button. That's all you do. It's spin records. <laughs> Who do you think you is? DJ Quick? DJ Capri? Oh, you must be Jimmy Walker. I can't remember that. I, I know it was more bad shit, but I guess it's good. Well, the two, like I said, the two people that died in the fucking Mardi Gras floats were black. That was sad. That's black history. Snoop Snoop had to go to Red Table Talk. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, cancel it, man. All right. Is 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 the scammy midget black? I know he's Australian, but. No, man, he a midget dog. Like when you do midget shit. Yes, yes. Talk your shit, nigga. When you do midget shit, you ain't a little person. So let me tell y'all before we send all your hate, all your hate mail to gbrants underscore three thousand whatever your Instagram is. Yeah, start talking about this. J. Joe is the defender of the midgets, right? If you keep up with the show. Every time there's a midget comment, J. Joe is there to defend the midgets, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're into midgets, that's a cool thing. I'm, so, I'm not in. I'm not, I'm not in. So, so, man, hey, man, it's all right, man. Whatever. There's no judgment, man. You know it's not saying? my king. You in the trust tree right now. But anytime somebody I, I, talks about the midgets. This is not my king. If it was, though, we wouldn't judge you. Oh, we wouldn't judge you, man. Yeah, but it's You're in not, the trust tree right now. Midgets okay. do have ass. I mean, it's it's understandable they, how... They they are thick, but that's not my thing. They're yeah. thick in the head, too. Yeah. Never mind. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> they do be having big heads. Anyway. Big heads and asses. <laughs> man, I hope we don't have no little folks that look like our show, man. Because they ain't going to like it no more. That's because of y'all. I'm trying to stand up for them. Like I always have. But this one, this, this cat wasn't cool, man. So I was doing more research. So, okay, background for everybody who don't know. There's an Australian kid um, who... He's not I a guess, kid. Yeah, he's a grown-up that went viral. Basically, I guess he's an actor. So he went viral uh, basically talking about how he's been bullied at school. And, and he was crying and being extra and all that stuff. And people felt bad for him and started giving him... Yeah, he, said he, he said he wanted to die, and he was like, pretend like he was choking himself. <laughs> yeah. No, initially, hey man, initially I felt bad for him, man. I was like, that shit don't up. move me no more. <laughs> but listen, but listen. So <laughs> people started, people started sending money, and like that nigga, like throughout the first ball over with the rugby team and shit like that. Like it was. Bruh, he, he, had, viral. he had a hell of celebrities like this is what's wrong with a fucking America now. This is why we gotta do X, Y, and Z and get Donald Trump out of office. Like niggas is like selling all the way out in defense of this nigga. But it was in Australia though. Why are you blank talking about us? I don't know, man. Like 
so that happened. But the thing is, I found out there was a story about him years prior about him being bullied, like in there in the Australian version of People magazine, like a, a national publication. Like he's been scam do using this scam for a minute. Yeah, like you didn't see the video. So there's another video of him. First off, this nigga's like the most swagged out midget you've ever seen. That, that nigga had two T Balenciagas on. I saw it. Right. This nigga had a handful of fucking Euros. Like this nigga's got Gucci from head to toe. This nigga's living life this nigga's life is way better than mine. Okay? He's he's his life awesome. He's a midget, but his life is awesome. He's probably got bitches and everything. It's probably great. But he scammed the fuck out of everybody. And he's still scamming. Like the funny thing is, so you know, like on the nigga nets, everybody saw that this he was a scammer. I was watching like real news after the fact, and they're like, "Man, we're so sorry for this young man." And I was like, "Wait, y'all don't know he's a scammer on the real news?" So you'll square, about, you, you'll square up with a midget? No. Nah. You won't. <laughs> Hell no. JJ, JJ, I already know the answer, but will you square up with a midget? No nah, man, because you don't you you don't win. It's like fighting a girl. Oh no, you like, you're, you're, no, you win, nigga. No, and they got a low center of gravity, and them motherfuckers be strong sometimes. So if they get you, like they get you by the knees, they're and not they ground and pound. Ain't shit you can do. Like so, nah. So so you won't you won't square with a midget for fear you might lose. That, no, because yeah, it's it's no winning. I will lose either way. I lose if I yeah, win. I lose. If you whoop their ass, you look like an asshole. That's not really losing in my book. That's that's Tuesday. death. So, so there's so, levels. Bro. So five stacks. So you'll square out with a midget. Yeah, my life's in danger too. <laughs> I, yeah, if it come down, like I'm not about to go seek out nobody, but <laughs> if the shit's going down, yeah, you got to. But like JJ said, either way it go, you lose. Because if you beat his ass, like, oh, that was fucked up. You ain't have to do bro like that. Like, that nigga started it. I was chilling. <laughs> or it. you got your ass whooped. Then, like, oh, that nigga got his ass whooped by a midget. <laughs> if you beat his ass, you can get a text message from Jada Pinkett. <laughs> talking about, come on over. I see you Wednesday. <laughs> so when get I was growing your, up. Get your turtle day. <laughs> right, get your turtle day. <laughs> when I was growing up, I don't know if I shared this story. Uh, my, um, my, uh, my aunt's best friend was a gay little person who was um, Winnie the Pooh at Disney. They called him Sweet and Low. Fuck. Hey, man. Right. That was 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 a lot of his dark stories start with my aunt or my uncle. There's a lot of them. Yeah, you definitely got some. Some of them is the same auntie and uncle. Some of the niggas got multiple conflictions. Did you yeah. say? Hold on. Afflictions. <laughs> What's the story of <laughs> you're about to get to fight with your gay uncle? What was it? And your aunt, and they oh. kicked you. What happened? No, that was. So, what happened was. So. My uncle, um, who's, who's who's gay, I mean, but anyway, he he um, he was supposed to purchase. He purchased. My father gave him some money to purchase some tickets for the classic one year. So he bought the tickets and gave my father like his ticket or whatever. And it was like one of the little like I think that year the classic they had like these premium tickets where you could go 
be in this little um, area, like little um, club area, and they have food and drinks and stuff, all you can eat and stuff. So that's the ticket he get, he purchased. So I know that year it rained a little bit, and we went like me and my wife walked to the game. You know what I'm saying? We we chilling, go to the game. And I see these niggas in the room. They 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 were looking at us funny, like they because they they my, my parents lived the next like a door down from them, and we had like a little tailgate. Everybody came through and had a good time. And they walked past the house and didn't like acknowledge us or nothing like that, which was weird. But they went to the they went to the game. They went to is it the all you eat stuff? And I I never saw my father there. And I was like, I wonder if he went to the game. I guess he didn't go to the game or whatever. So I go home. I mean, I go back to the, after the game. I go back to my parents' house, and my father's like, he's like kind of like um, wet and still from the the rain. I was like, what happened? And he was like, um. The ticket they gave me was a fake. And I was like, what? So you paid for a ticket that wasn't real? I'm going to whoop this nigga ass. <laughs> so, so he comes over to the house and just gives my father the money that he used to pay. Like, kind of like, like, here, here's the money. And then and, and just dips. I was like, no, no, no. You got to you gotta um, come to, you got to speak, speak about this and, like, what happened and why you did this. And he was like, I ain't got to talk to you. You a child. I was like, nigga, I am fucking 35 years old. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to whoop your ass. And so he, he ran out of the house. <laughs> he ran out the crib. And I come outside and it's like my aunt and my cousin. And they like, come on, motherfucker. Come on. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this, like, like it was a plan or something. And I was like, I'm about to whoop all these niggas ass. And then my father's like, no, no, no. Come back in the house. Like he tells me and my, um, my, y'all know my brother-in-law told him to come back in the house. Like, nah, y'all come back in the house. Cause he was ready to scrap too. And he's like, nah, y'all chill. But after that, I was like, I don't fuck with y'all niggas. Um, and that's kind of how it's been ever since. All right. Damn. Family ties with chef. You got the family ties theme song. Maybe you could put a little, I'm bullshit. Don't do that. That's weird. Little known black history fact. Yeah, yeah I guess Alan so. Vick sings the theme song. Of what? Family Ties. Really? I thought he sang the different strokes. That one, song. too. Oh, shit. I don't think that nigga. Yeah. It was. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. He did pass. Damn. But, yeah. Sorry. For, I mean, so, yeah. If we have any um, little people that listen to the show, man, we sorry, man. We, we didn't mean it. I didn't do anything. Oh. Smooth right there. I bet we've been together for a million years. Theme songs don't be good no more. We'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed. It's Al Jarreau. I can't remember what I had before. Are we supposed to do a brand? That shit's right. Who sings uh It's it's the real no, it's not her. It's not Minnie Ripperton. I think it's um, Lattice. Is it Stacey Lattice? Is Manny Ripperton? What? From New Orleans? <laughs> Mandy Fresh. <laughs> so um, is that is that the bracket this year for March? It's March Madness is coming up. Theme songs? 
definitely. Boom, there it is. I think we need to add porn stars too. We can't add porn stars to the TV yes, sitcom. We can. No, I'm saying it'd be a separate bracket. Oh, a separate bracket. I'm about to be like, Family Matters is going up against fucking Melrose Fox, nigga. I don't know how that's going to work. So I got a question. So I found my, I got put on a different genre. Um, okay. I know. All right. So it's Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. That's what it was. Denise Williams. Oh, it's Denise Williams? Oh, nice. Okay, cool. And that's um, not out of That's, I mean, so I came across this this um site called like on X videos called Abuse Me, like one of the little channels. You stumbled upon it. I stumbled <laughs> up, I stumbled the algorithm didn't take me there. Porn is always on accident. It, it was it's like it's like black's evil cousin. So <laughs> what they do is like it's really just Rico Strong. I think he don't like white girls, but he be fucking these white girls and like beating their ass. And like giving them black history facts. Why are you fucking them? What what's the name of this category? Abuse me? Oh. So he like be whooping that. white girl's ass. He's like I've said way too much about midgets to jump into this one, so yeah. That's that's fucked like, up, I'm, Chef. Don't don't watch that shit. He'd be like, I'm I'm fucking you for Malcolm. I'm fucking you for Tupac. Like it it he, he goes in. Throat pies is, wait a minute, wait, wait. So alright, so abuse me is your shit. Are there any other new I didn't say it was my shit. I said I stumbled upon it. I so uh <laughs> Don't talk to me like <laughs> Any other new porn categories while we're on the topic? No, that, that really Can just I tell you about those got my like checklist checklist glory holes. I watched that. The oh other you're day. deep. Um, you're deep huh? into the fucking porn webs. Hey man, you sometimes have, like sometimes to, I just go to I just go to Hodgepodge and just see what they're recommending for the day, and I just click on something, and you know that's yeah. how you that's how you do that. But it's just different chicks behind different walls, and there's like holes, but the dudes are on the outside, but the chicks' pictures on the outside, so you know what she looks like. But hey man, whenever yeah. no, that, whenever you're poor category, shady though. Yeah, it's just, yeah, because it's like gangbang. It just be like hella like niggas is. Walking around, just putting their dick in holes. So, no, nah, but in one of them, I I saw it was like all women, but then there was like so they had like the fuck, like like the women that were being fucked, and but then there were like the there was one hole where the women, the dudes, were just getting head, and there was a nigga in there giving head too. I knew you were gonna ruin this, dog. Yeah, Why? I had to stop Why? after that. I was like, yo, y'all be doing it too much, doing too much in Czechoslovakia. Anytime that you end up uh, in he Eastern had, Europe, he didn't have the dude's picture on the wall either. If you if you go to Eastern Europe in your porn category, you've gone too far. Just know that. Just yeah, go yeah I had to turn that. around. I was like, let me just back back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, man. So tell you watch the Czechoslovakian smut. Say what? I said don't watch the Czechoslovakian. Oh yeah, absolutely Czechoslovakian not. Smut. Nothing Vakian, nothing Vakian, Avian, Erbian, none of that shit. It's good time. You put dick no, in the hole. It's good time. time. Yeah. I don't know if that was. That was like Ian. I'm straight. Uh, what about you though? Uh, what? No new categories? You haven't? Oh man, I'm, I like throat pies and throat bulges now. That's what's that? So no, I know what the pie is, but what's the bulge? So it's basically no. I don't. I, I don't know what the throat pie is. So could you elaborate? It's like a cream pie in the throat. Yeah, but it's like deep into the throat, though. It's not like I'm about to say that's just. It's not like just no, we know. Like, you know, last time they did do a little. 
I like Tuesday. What yeah. you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't live that life. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> a lot of times it'll be the, like the little cute shit, and she like spits it out and all of that, and let it runs out of her. Like throw pie is none of that. It's straight. Like a nigga's damn near already in her solar plexus anyway, so it's. <laughs> well, how do you know what's happening? Because you can see. So there are other flags that you could put on it, right? You could put like throat pie. I think it's like convulsion or something like that. I think that that's the flag that goes with it. So you can see like the whole rhythmic type of shit going. Like from this nigga to her, like it's it's a, it's a muscle thing. Well, you can see the exchange of fluids. And yes. Like, yes. You know. Yeah, you you can hear it too. Cause sorry to make it so graphic, guys. Yeah, you can hear it too. I mean, that's why it's kind of it's kind of hot because it's about <laughs> five thousand is eating granola. Right, right. <laughs> that nigga's porn category is a filthy nigga. Niggas has yogurt when a nigga talking about porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, oh, nigga, that reminds me. I got a, I got a cold yogurt in the fridge. I got a yogurt plate in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> B- BRB, nigga. <laughs> nigga, you trying to get home to that cold yogurt in the fridge? <laughs> that nigga life is either really sweet or really bad. Oh, nigga, I can't wait. That's all you looking forward to, boy? Ugh. Cold yogurt. Like, you ain't got no cares in the world. <laughs> you done gave up one or the other. A nigga like me be happy to take my shoes off. I'm like, mm. That's, I wonder what, so what's the male's equivalent to a woman taking our brows? Think taking off my my shoes. I don't know, man. Like when I put on these dirty ass um shorts and this t shirt, I guess that's pretty sweet. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think there is a way like, doing your time, nigga. I mean, no, men men kind of live time. their life that way. Like men don't do anything that requires them to restrain themselves for a long period of time. Right. Yeah, even the shit that we named out really is like it's pretty minor. Not every day. Yeah. Right. And it's pretty minor. Like, well, I mean, I guess some niggas wear a tie every day. I don't. Chicks love taking their bra off, though. Love that shit. Isn't that crazy when you were in high school? That's all you wanted to do is be able to get a chick to take a bra off. See some titties. Rub, listen, rubbing titties when you're about 14 was <laughs> shit. I say I'm still kind of a fan. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, but like, <laughs> saying, but that would be it. Like, you'd be dancing like at, at a party or something and and nigga, I feel I feel it. Slip up up there and like pluck a nipple with your index. Shit, you go home happy. <laughs> yup, that was the end of it. I'd be happy with just that a lot of time. Man, I'm about to play with this bitch titties and go home and rub one out. And it's gonna be great. <laughs> to this day, little, little did a nigga know. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, that shit. Right. Man. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. They still put baby powder on their titties. Um, no, because I think it gives you cancer. Oh. What? So, baby powder bath. Yes. Wait, 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 you tried to chefism us again. Like, how, how the fuck? Dead ass. It might, I mean, man. I know they've been having these settlements and stuff. Yeah, but. you can see the little commercials. Like, if you use Johnson's baby powder, call us. You know, you know get these I mean, I mean, like you know, I got like a child who's like relatively newborn, right? That we put all types of Johnson Johnson powder on, right? I mean, yeah, I, know, like I think it's just powder. put them on his. I don't know if baby powder has talcum powder in it. It seemed like for some reason, whatever it was, was geared toward women. 
It might be. I mean, it might be the old powder. They probably just changed. What the old ass bitch are you fucking with? <laughs> what old ass bitch are you fucking with that's using talc? Well, well, we're. we're Tell the bitch keep a vibrator in the chest of drawers. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, chest hey, look, of drawers. Look, if you fuck with the shit that's using talc, she's too old for you. Okay? No, but listen. Listen, growing up, man, like, like seventh, eighth grade, I don't know if that was like passed down in the South because it's hot, but girls were putting powder on their titties young. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. Because they was getting them titties young. Right. Yeah, get up under them titties. No, I'm just saying. Oh. I feel like, like mamas was. Telling they be- like at one point women were putting powder on their titties, but that's the like, the, but that's still like the eighties. You know, that's like three decades ago, right? Right, no, no, no. I'm right. I mean, I used to use my daddy's right guard, and that shit definitely had <laughs> zinc in it or some shit to <laughs> burn the shit under my arm. All deodorant <laughs> has zinc in it, don't it? Ain't that how it uh-huh. deodorant? That's how it antiperspirizes. Yeah, that's that's like that's the real shit. I think niggas like they use crystals now too, though. Crystals. They wait, say what? the crystal niggas be using crystals for, as deodorant. How Isn't that you, crazy? Like, how, wait, how, well, how do you use crystals as deodorant? I bet. I think you, you just wave the crystal over your armpits. I'm being dead no, ass. Okay, it's, okay. it's all right. Just log off. Like, no, just I'm log off. The it's all right. Community. It's all right. Go like home. you just talked about little people. Now you talk about the crystal community. You're not gonna come for us, right? Go here's, home. Here's, I know. I know some thing. people that wear natural deodorant. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it gives women cancer. Go home, chef. You're drunk. No, I'm 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 sober, like for real. I'm gonna post it. Man. So if you wave a crystal over your armpit hairs, yep, you won't perspire. He's no. throwing shade to the crystal community. I'm telling you, man. Crystals for antiperspirant, antiperspirant crystals. Let me pull it up. It's gonna come up automatically. You about to end up in Czechoslovakian porn. Yep. Right. There it says. There it says antiperspirant crystal stone. Yep. You get it for six ninety nine from GNC. Oh, GNC will sell you anything as long as you buy it. Like GNC don't mean shit. No, I'm, I know, but <laughs> GNC will uh, sell you them same dick pills from the uh, <laughs> right. gas station. The only thing GNC ever sold that was worth a damn was Q Carbo. That's the only product they sell that worth a damn. Side note: Have any of y'all ever bought the dick pills from the gas station? <laughs> I'm what? Sorry, what? <laughs> what? No, J Joe brought it up, man. I thought that was a solid question. Well, that nigga, that nigga J Joe brought it up. Right, See? Right. <laughs> he did bring it up. So, Chef, why don't you tell us about the time that you bought the dick pills from the gas station? No, I, I never purchased it. No, I never purchased it. Um, I was just asking because he brought it up. It's so easy to get dick pills. Now. I, I, I know some know. niggas that have though. What wasn't niggas fucking with Yohimbe at one time? Wasn't that supposed to? Be? Yeah, that was big at one point in time. I don't know if it was placebo. You know, a nigga tell you, yeah, nigga, do that shit. I tell you, half a lot. Oh, shit. Did y'all see that Twitter thread about a chick who bought, it's supposed to be some, uh, like, Viagra for women type shit? I'm looking Man. for it. Where you buying yeah, it? Yeah, we talked about it. I thought we talked about it. Did we? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been like 100 episodes, I, I, so who knows? And I was drunk on half of them, so. Oh. Uh, but no, nah, yeah, it went in, and she was like, "Man, that shit, like, if you looked at it too hard, she was, whatever." Right. What is I that shit I'll called? I didn't even saw it. Yeah, put it on the she, Facebook she, page. She, she was, she was legit, basically. I'm about to. Hold yeah, on. yeah. A couple people had co-signed on it. What's it called? I'm about to buy some right now. I don't know. It was, it was a very popular Twitter thread. It was. I remember reading it. I felt like one of pink packages posted it. I thought you posted it actually. Um, would yeah, that that sounds like the type of shit I would post. I mean, it was really a yeah, thorough outline of what, it's like, what it did and how it made her feel. It's it a pink pill. Really it's a pink pill. It's Adi, Adi or something like that. Adia, Adia. 
Don't worry about it. I figured out with y'all. That doesn't know how it, how, how it works. Don't worry about it. We'll have my old lady on the show. I saw it. That's, that's a lie. Oh. <laughs> Just you know, she's mad as shit that Amber came on the show and she wasn't on the show. Ooh. Mm. So she want to be on the show. Wrong. Yeah, she wants to be on the show, but I said, you know, but what are you going to talk about? Like, you can't just come on the show just to come on the show. You got to come on the show and talk about something. We'll see it. Mm-hmm. When we have the Viagra episode, we'll talk. Solid. Speaking of Viagra. Speaking of yeah. Viagra, we're talking about... <laughs> tax refunds. Tax refunds. So that's, what, that's, that's where the, the tax refund money go? I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> if you I'm blow all right. your tax refund money on Viagra, hey, boy, you live a lot dirty. <laughs> So I don't. I'm not gonna get no tax refund because I, I, I just know how life works. But I've been. I love hearing the stories of family members who who just balling out right now. Like niggas is at Red Lobster. Niggas is really doing it big, copping new whips. I saw a few people saying, "I'm selling a cash car," and I'm like, "So niggas is pred- being predatory as fuck right now." I I just want to know. So even in my entire career. <laughs> I've never got the type of money that these other people are getting. And I and when I first came out, I was making like $28,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I've done the spectrum, and I've never had that year where it's like I'm getting the amount of money like these motherfuckers are talking about. You have to have kids, about. man. You have to have kids. I mean, sure. But, he, but you, you have mo- to have a scammer. No, I have kids. I have kids. I have kids. I have kids. I have rental property. I have motherfucking. Now you do though, but now you make too much money. I make too right. much coin. Well, how the fuck income. do you make no money and have all of that? Like that doesn't make any sense. That's what that's what it's for. Yeah, basically, like especially back little in the to day, no income, little to no income, which means no tax liability. Times multiple kids, where you get the guaranteed credit from, and then you basically have a surplus credit. Right. Because I remember I, I'd seen like a breakdown one year. I don't know who was in office, but it was like, nigga, three kids was like eight grand. Nigga. No, oh. I've never seen eight. So, I've so never for- seen eight grand. Because that's the other thing. At this point, like all this stuff you're talking about with rental properties and all that, like, you're trying to like right size your withholding and shit. Like, I don't want, I don't want to get back eight grand. Because I mean, I messed up somewhere. But at this point in time, so let's suppose I did make eight grand. All right. I've never made eight grand. But let's say I did. Mm-hmm. At this point in time in my life, eight grand is not a lot of money. Nice. Like, Ooh, talk your shit. Okay. No, I mean, I mean, I see you. No, like, uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I know rich, what to rich. do with eight grand. Oh, no, I got I something to do. Fuck your ass with eight grand. <laughs> I, I mean, right. honestly and truly, yeah, I will. Eight grand <laughs> will go to bills. <laughs> like I'll put eight grand. I'll say, all right, half of that, I'm gonna go ahead and knock a little bit off of these student loans. The rest will go to some new tires. And the rest will go to a credit card. That eight stacks is gone. I can spend eight grand in like twenty minutes. Right, but you, look look at what you're talking about, though, nigga. Like student loans. We're talking about motherfuckers who like they ain't been in school. Right, they pay no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that niggas. Like, I'm talking about the niggas who went to school with us. That's talking about motherfucking bitch ain't refunds. Ain't nobody doing that. Niggas just talking. Yeah, I'm about to say, I think they're just talking, or they really ain't got shit going on. Yeah, if you're 19 and you make it eight grand, I mean, a 19 year old definitely, well, I don't know why you would pay. I guess so. You got a job. I don't know why a 19 year old. You have to be 19 with three kids. 19 with three kids? Hey, just you know. 19 with three kids with pay of like 23,000. 
But while we're talking about it, big ups to my motherfucking cousin Sean, man. He a listener to the show. This nigga's a grandfather. This nigga's the same age as me, man. Big up. Congrats. All right. Shout yeah. out. Could present that better. I thought I was very praised. There was a lot of praise in that. How old was he when he had his first baby? I don't know none of that shit. I'm proud of the nigga. The nigga's doing a good job in life, man. I just said big ups to the nigga. We don't go break down. Oh, uh, you congratulate somebody for being a grandfather? Yes. At your age. Yes. You just congratulate him, period. Yeah, you just congratulate him. A lot of people don't a lot of people don't get to be grandfathers. No, I mean, but a lot of people who have grandkids, they speak very highly of it. So it's like a big Yeah, it seems like it's pretty sweet. Like the I know the homegirl I grew up with, she just became she became her grandmother last year. Um but she had her first baby in eighth grade though. No judgment. Seems rough. My girl went to my school, had a baby in eighth grade too. So she's still yeah. cute though. I mean, I was like, you held it together even despite. I still give it a dick now. She cute now. Well, I didn't say all that. She a great but... grandma, but you know, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, it was uh, Halloween in eighth grade, and she, um, I went to uh, parochial Catholic school whatever and she didn't come home so her mama like called the school and like everybody in class they went through like her locker to see look for clues and shit like it was first 48 and we had to like say the rosary over and over again uh for those that don't aren't catholic it's just like prayer beads uh and basically just she just went over to this older nigga's house and just spent the night over there and we did all that shit for them but uh shout out to you for listening to the show still the homie but you don't have to take my word for it. Want to be featured on Asking for a Friend? Shoot us an email at with all due respect with a K at gmail.com. If you're asking for a friend is hot enough, it'll be featured on the show. Yeah. Let's see if it's hot enough to make the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got I to gotta say it like JJ when I start. All right, this week's Asking for a Friend is from a member of the podcast. So the question is, <laughs> um, is R&B dead? So just providing a little background. So this is a discussion that we've had on and off, on and off, probably for the past couple of years. Um. Just in general, like, where's R&B, so on and so forth. But Young M.A. just came out recently saying that um, we need R&B. You know what I'm saying? She was like, you know, the game is different because there is no R&B now. And that was her comment. You know what I'm saying? So she's basically insinuating that R&B is dead. Then you had P.J. Morton that came out as well. And his response was why R&B was not dead. And he had a couple of points that he talked about. You know, a lot of it was circling around 90s R&B. So right now, R&B is a little different. You got a lot of artists out. You know, you got your, you know, uh, I'm about to say Sunshine Anderson. What's her name? Summer Walkers. <laughs> you got, God dang, man. <laughs> hey, that, at all. That's what came to mind, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the LMAs of the world, the uh, the Georgias, the, um, what's the other chick's name? I forgot it. Snow Allegra. Ari. Snow Allegra. Uh, you said Ari Lennox? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of R&B artists that are out right now, but people are comparing that to, of course, 90s R&B and I guess 80s, 80s R&B, 90s R&B, and I guess 2000 pop R&B. So the question basically is, 
are these what these people state correct? Is R and B currently dead? Um, I don't, I don't think that it's dead per se. It's taking a backseat, um, just based on <laughs> circumstances. Like a lot of the kids are into um, different genres, namely like trap music or drill music, that kind of stuff, and um. It goes along kind of like with the society that we live in. Like, it's a lot of drama and intense action and all that. And R&B is more naturally laid back, but nobody's really chilling. So I think that's why it's taking a back seat. Um, but for me, I really have always enjoyed R&B and soul music and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty much what I listen to. But it's not much new stuff to my knowledge anyway it's not a whole lot of new stuff as much as it once was like rb was like right up there with everything else now it's clearly falling behind but i don't think it's dead Mm-mm. i think it's basically the same thing five thousand it's just different i think live in a different world so whereas back in the day your daddy or your granddaddy uh try to court women and try to woo and it would use their words uh you know and have to have a real conversation with a woman to you know get her to date you or go out with you or or whatever whatever the new generation doesn't do that they send text messages and emojis and they so they their conversation game isn't the same as you know an, an old school brother you know, you can tell when you talk to old players the way they speak. Um, and they, you know, they they know the importance of their words. I think that the new R&B is just full of emotion. Like, what, again, what 5,000 said. Like, them niggas, I wanna fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, they just trying to get it out. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it's really just kind of like emotion. Like, if you go to like Spotify or Apple Music and you look up like R&B <clears throat> if it's 20 songs on there 18 of them are going to have like explicit on it like all the R&B really now is you got a lot of cussing and hella sexual not even innuendo just hella sexual content pussy fairy and all that shit you know what I'm saying like and it's not and the women in R&B aren't you know they're not making it any better, which is Summer Walkers and, you know, sometimes I just want some dick, you know, just songs like that. So <clears throat> R&B dead? No, I think the R&B that we fell in love with is dead and yeah. it just kind of is. I mean, I think they're so far removed from the the stylistics and the temptations and that. I think we got the, you know, the end of that, which influenced our 90s R&B singers, but then with the popularity of the R. Kelly's, which he was the Marvin Gaye of our time, I think that rubbed off on some of these younger niggas, and and now we have, you know, fuck music is basically what they make it now. Innuendo yeah, definitely went out with a bump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With the snake, man? <laughs> To me, it was, it's, two, it's two things. I mean, I think, firstly, it's 90s R&B is still kind of revisionist history. It's kind of funny how I can talk to somebody who was born in 88, and they're talking about 90s R&B, and I'm like, mm, but you really wasn't even, a, like, 
living life enough to know that. And it's not anything against people born in that time, but music reflects music reflects mood. You know what I'm saying? And the '90s reflected a mood and an experience and emotions that people experienced during the time. Like there was no social media. You went over your friend's house. You went over your homegirl's house. Only one person had a car. That person would drive by. All of y'all hop in the car. Like there are songs about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like just kicking and shit. Like there are songs about that. You saw that in the videos. Now it's kind of different because you don't. People aren't living life the same way. You know what I'm saying? So. What are the things that you're talking about? The things that you're talking about is about things that you experience. And right now, motherfuckers are in a microwave sort of situation where it's like, I'm swiping left, swiping right. I don't know which one does whatever. You know what I'm saying? But they're swiping or whatever. I'm trying to get some ass or whatever. And that's that's what I'm doing. So that's what you see songs about because the music is just representing the mood. But you can't go back to 90s. You can't go back to 80s because life is totally different. There was a certain romance to the 80s and the 90s. And I don't mean that in a man and woman sort of way. But there's just a certain romance that allow four of your homeboys, five of your homeboys to get into a group and sing together. Right now, five niggas is not about to get together and sing together. You know what I'm saying? That's that's gay in 2020. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better term. But in the 80s and the 90s, that was the shit. Like, I'm about to get my homeboy. This nigga can't even sing, but bitches fuck with him. So he about to be in the group, you know what I'm saying? That's what it was, and that's where music came from. Now it's totally different. Everything is about likes. Everything is about me. It's one person, and honestly, that's not going to make the best music, man. So I don't think it's 90s R&B is dead. I think just the romance of the generations are dead, and the music is just reflecting the mood. Yeah. I'm going to say that... I'm going to say that there is decent R&B out there. You have... But the stuff like at the top of the Billboard charts isn't necessarily the stuff that you want to hear. Like number one song R&B song right today is "Intentions" by Justin Bieber. I'm not really trying to hear Justin Bieber um, sing songs for real. I mean, it's just not Justin my thing. Bieber's R&B. He's he has the number one R&B song in the country right now. Mm. Like check it. Like it's I'm not a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like to keep it a buck. In fact. I saw that he sang it Sunday service <laughs> this week, saying never would have made it. Disgusting. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I saw that. That was that an was abomination. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. So, I think the model of consuming music has changed. Like, you could get, like, none of us probably listen to the radio. I know I don't listen to the radio anymore because it, you hear the same songs and songs I don't want to hear. But if I go into R&B and listen to people I like, I would say women are definitely dominant. Like women are still singing R&B well. Like I, I enjoy Ari Lennox. I enjoy Snow Allegra. You know what I'm saying? I love her and SZA. I mean, well, SZA's yeah. like she retired, but they they they're great she artists. She retired. You know? Yeah, she like she said she moved to Hawaii and she retired. Damn, that's how you do it though. Fuck it. Yeah, that's how you do it. I'm not gonna hate on it, but I mean, I, I did enjoy her music. But um, it's it's the men in R&B like these. Like they're they're not inspired. Like like you all said. Like if you go like if you listen to a song from the seventies or even the eighties and nineties, <clears throat> niggas used to have full monologues before they got to singing, where they were just expressing all sorts of feelings. You know what I'm saying? It was romantic. It was it was about love. And now that's that's not a thing. No, fuck so, love. That's that that's where we at now. Ain't no we love. We are. 
I mean, I think the women are like the men now. The women are spitting all the game. Like if you if you listen to some of these songs, these women are coming across way smoother than any any of these young cats, and it's it's disheartening. But that's I think that's the place we are. That's where we are now. Like I was like so the number two song right now is Blinding Lights by the Weekend. I don't like the weekend either. I know people be liking the weekend. It, I'm not it's heroin music. It is. It is. But listen, I'm going to say a few of these lyrics. I've been trying to call. I've been on my own for long enough. Maybe you can show me how to love, maybe. I'm going through withdrawals. You don't even have to do too much. You could just turn me on with a touch, baby. I look around. <laughs> like, like, that's corny. Like, really, dog? Hey, like, that's a man singing that. To a woman. Amen. You know so, another thing that I, that 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 kind of sticks out of my mind. It's like also, and I think this goes back to my first point. So, a lot of people that say they grew up on '90s music, they only look back on the hits, and all mm-hmm. they see is like Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. fucking Escape and shit like that, and Whitney Houston. She's kind of on the cusp of '80s '90s music or whatever. Um, but. Like, motherfuckers never mentioned, like, we had a lot of Mokin stuffs as well in the 90s, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Fucking Janais. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jeanne, like, Jeanne you know what I'm saying? Like, we, motherfuckers, we didn't have a hit-ass album every 30 days. And I think it's kind of revisionist history that way, where it's like, the 90s, 90s was definitely great in hip-hop and R&B, but that shit wasn't popping, like, like every 10 days, nigga. Like, there were a lot of... Uh, Female and male groups in there that had one hit and they was the fuck out. Somebody brought up Cherish the other day. I was like, shit, I forgot all about Cherish. But dude, which, I don't remember Cherish. What Cherish? Big do? fucking exactly, exactly. No, Cherish. Changing faces, nigga. Changing faces, which is basically the female Q sweat. Changing faces was straight. That was like uh, stroke you up. Yeah, yeah, but, that's on uh, kind of road. But though. again, that's revisionist history too. Cause that's they had two songs. <laughs> and uh. He's mine. You might have had the ones. That's that's Mokin' Steph. Oh, that's Mokin' Steph. That's yeah. Mokin' Steph, yeah. But High Five, High Five was dope. I, I'm still a High Five fan. High Five don't get their props. High like Five that. is, is High Five. Didn't they die? The lead singer died. Didn't they die? Didn't all of them have like tragedies? Didn't I watch the Behind the Music? Well, if it, if they was on Behind the Music, it is gonna be sad. No, they did um unsung. Yeah. The unsung be sad too though. You know one component that is missing now that y'all bring y'all brought that up? They don't have no kid kid musicians. No, they don't. Damn. That's because probably because of the fucking content. Yeah, the content. Yeah, everybody's like fucking Usher when he was a little boy singing Can You Get With It, nigga? Like Immature the Boys saying, Tell me what you want me to do. And I was like, "Mm, You're a nasty nigga, Usher. Yeah. And I was young as fuck too, singing them songs. But yeah, we had a lot of inappropriate, too young to be singing those lyrics ass songs. Oh yeah. But I mean, the toxicity was what made '90s R&B so good. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I mean, so what's the verdict? Is it dead? I think I, the women are killing it, but the, I think the niggas are weak. I I think that aren't. I can't say that our the mood is dead. The experience and the emotion is dead. It's not the music. There are R&B artists that are putting out good music about what their experience is. It's not going to be as good as 80s. It's not going to be as good as 90s. But there is R&B and R&B is not dead. I will say 
PJ Morton is definitely I'm a fan of PJ Morton for sure. Uh, at last, um, he did an acoustic album of his songs, um, and it was great. Like I played it with my mother in the car, and she was like, "This is beautiful." So I mean, he he still has that energy. Like I think he's like an old soul, and he has a gospel background. So I think he's just better with expressing uh, emotion through lyrics. You forgot about division, man. <laughs> Um, they need to get um, back on the Div- drugs. I think Division but... just kind of steals the vibe. I don't know if Division really necessarily like he sounds like a '90s song. Like his music sounds like '90s R&B, but I don't know, man. He all right. That first album was I... sweet, boy. You tripping? That second so the first album... album was sweet, but that... what, after that, like the sophomore album. Yeah, the sophomore know. album was BG without the drugs. That's <laughs> right. So sad. Here it is. BG's but out. By the way, la- he's getting out. Who was um? What was the last good male R&B? I would say P.J. Morton's last album was awesome. Paul, that was besides a great PJ, album. Besides P.J. Morton, oh, that's a hard question. Let me think. It last back, good R&B male. It goes album. back a long way for me. We're talking like when I was in college, long time. Really? Male male R&B vocalist. Let me think. I gotta think. Okay. Carl Thomas, nigga. Emotional, so <laughs> emotional was one of the best. So during that, so three albums stick out of my mind: Carl Thomas, Emotional. Um, what's the um? Chris, I guess it's Chris Brown. Chris Brown. What was Chris Brown's first album? Was self-titled. Oh, um, I don't know. I think it's called Chris Brown. And okay. Silk Tonight. Those were like my last like crooning. Got that fucking that one twelve album, nigga. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, one twelve don't get they props to me, but yeah, and I would say the Anderson dope. Pox album. Do you, do y'all consider Anderson Pox R and B? What do you consider him? Yeah. Rock, <laughs> rock, really? Uh, I, I mean, soul is it? Is it soul? I don't know. I, I know he ain't rock. It's gotta, I, mean, I, would, I think it's pop because it's genreless kind of. It's just him doing shit. I guess I always considered him. I guess he won. Oh, he won best R and B album. I didn't realize that this year. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I consider Anderson Pac R and B. I like his music, so I didn't realize he won. A, I'm on a Grammy though. House of Balloons was good. House of Balloons was really good. Um, Who was House of Balloons? That was Weekend's Weekend. first album. Yeah. Who? The, the Weekend's, Weekend's first, album. first album. Man, I've never been into the Weekend, so I couldn't. I Thank can't. So I love myself and Jesus. Ideal Both had a banger of an album back in the day. Who? Ideal. Remember the middle niggas? I think you better leave me alone. Get the fuck on. Because love don't want you no more. Hey, well, that Chico the Barge album was a beast, too. Yeah, man. that's when Chico yeah, was no still. That nigga fresh out, out the pen, nigga. <laughs> right. He was still kind that of That nigga coherent. back in there, too. He was selling meth. I was like, oh, man. God, God real. August he Alcina. August Alcina had some mixtapes, and his first album was like that. Yeah, August Alcina was straight. I like Miguel, too. Yeah, Miguel, definitely. Uh, Kaleidoscope, I think, was his. The Kaleidoscope Dreams, yeah. Yeah, that was a good-ass album. All right, so, yeah, we're closer to the front. Miguel yeah. got it. Miguel got it. It's not bad. Like, I mean, I just think these these new young cats really just can't sing for real. Lucky Day could sing. I'm sorry. I no, Lucky I don't, Day I don't too. think that's the situation. Because if, if, if we're comparing shit to 90s R&B, nobody in the 90s could fucking sing except for the main headliners. If you wasn't really? Whitney Mariah, if you wasn't Whitney or Mariah, you really couldn't sing. 
702 SWV. Um, Hold on, don't 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 you dare talk bad about Coco like that. No, they can't sing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're saying they couldn't sing. Ish, they could sing for us. You know what I'm saying? They, they weren't. Uh, what? Uh, outside of uh, Tasha. Come out from Escape. Escape. Yeah. No, they couldn't sing. No, no, like yeah, Tasha could. Total. Could Total couldn't sing either. Oh shit. Black. I don't remember them for real. Seven oh two. TLC. I do love seven oh two though. Get together kind of road. Brownstone, Zane. Brownstone can sing. Ish. Kanye, nigga. <laughs> Ish. Zane. I feel like they could sing better than these new ones, though. I can't like these new ones be like doing too much with the vocals on the like little when they do the edits and stuff. No, I just say to say like any girl groups left. No, no people don't do no. groups. No, no one has groups. Period. Like this is the time where it's about the individual and individual June, creativity. June's diary. Uh, you together, they left them uh, hanging. You talking about Kelly Rowland group? I think yeah. that, that was just for the show. Allure. Apparently. Shit. They didn't know that shit, though. Oh, I kind of I knew it. Something for the people, even though that was a mixed group, I think. Men at large. Men at fucking large. Oh, God. One of them niggas, when I was doing First Fridays in Pittsburgh, like hit me up. I think that nigga was living in like Cleveland. It was like, hey, man, I'll come perform for you, man. I just need the hotel room. In a flight, and I was like, <laughs> "You got to live and learn." Then that nigga was like, "All right, man, I'll just drive, man. If you just, like, you ain't got the other nigga, man. I, all I know is I'm so alone, Damn, man. Nigga. That nigga was uh, negotiating against himself. Yeah. <clears throat> nah, man. You know, I think I'm. All right. Well, I tell you what. Um, I drive. I'll cover the gas. Um, maybe you just uh, can't give me the hotel. Nah, bro, I can't really. All right, I tell you what. I take everything. Just let me get a percentage of the bar. Right. <laughs> Nigga renegotiate every five minutes. Oh, man. That's what we need to have as a special guest. Professor from the School of Non-Negotiation. <laughs> the anti-negotiator. Right. What the nigga was a hostage negotiator? <laughs> Everybody would die. That nigga got a hundred percent mortality rate. Man, why don't you give the listeners some backstory? So, the year was what two thousand eight. Yeah, this is Obama time. I think this is yeah, right on so Obama time. Obama's inauguration. Of our Lord. Yeah. Everybody's in D.C. kicking it. Lemons. First black president about to be elected. So. Uh, we end up at this brunch hosted by one of our uh, frat brothers from college or whatever, one of our pro fights. <clears throat> and then, like, another pro fight comes through. Is he a promoter? Or he just happened to have something going on that we can... Uh, nah, he was just he was uh, just quarterbacking the shit. That's why. He just knew right. some people. So, basically, he comes through, and he like, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I get y'all on the spot tonight. Whatever the spot was, that was cool. That's a win. And then he's like, you know, get y'all a section, get y'all a couple of bottles, <clears throat> dedicated entrance. Like, everything was sweet. And it was for, like, a reasonable price. Like, everybody was only <laughs> So one of the brothers was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But what about the parking, though? <laughs> so he was like, I mean, I could probably just throw in a couple of passes, you know what I'm saying? That's straight. So he was like, all right, yeah, let's get on. And he was like. But wait a minute, though. I mean, are you going to include, like, some catering or something? And then basically, like, no. The whole deal, bro. It's like catering. falling apart. I don't even think we ended up going nowhere that night. Right. <laughs> like, 
he tricked out the whole entire thing, like being greedy. Yeah. Like the first offer was more than fucking fair, and then he just kept going and like ran that shit into the ground. Yeah, that shit was horrible, nigga. So when he got to the caring point, did the dude just be like, "Man, if you don't get the fuck out of my face," like he no, like he just got, he was like, "You know what? Don't even fucking worry about it. Ain't nobody yeah. going tonight. I fuck all of y'all." I could have just went and like got another mimosa, basically. Like it was just open. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I, I don't even know why Cubs was driving such a hard bargain. You're trying to take it, man. Like, it's inauguration, D.C., like, everything's got to be packed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the fact that Cubs can service. even pull this shit off is already impressive. Table service, dedicated interest the whole night. And the shit, if I recall, Everything. it wasn't nothing but, like, $40 a person. Whatever it was was very reasonable. Like, everybody was on board. Because that's the funny thing, like. I don't even think this nigga was really even in the shit at first. <laughs> like he like overheard the deal. He wasn't going in. anyway. He wasn't even going. Oh, so he just being. Oh, that nigga tricked the shit off. Advertised that shit. Kamikaze pilot. <laughs> right. That's exactly what the fuck he was. Man, I nigga never speak for me ever. Never ever again. That's what it was. You walk into the car dealership or something like, hey, let me do the talking. Now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That nigga goes in looking for a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ain't got nothing but fucked up transmission for looking. <laughs> the crazy thing is, quote unquote, doing the talking, that's fucking fun. <laughs> like, my cousin, um, this nigga had, like, came upon this autographed football. Uh, it was autographed by Steve Young. But he ain't had, like, no certificate of authenticity in that. And, um, so. I was like, well, that's a memorabilia shop. You know, let's just go down there and see what they think or whatever. So we, like, get out with the football. <laughs> Walking up to the door, he's like, all right, cuz, I'm going to let you do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> but the talking is important as fuck. Hey, the talking is The talking is everything. Like, if you blow that, it's over with. <laughs> so was it authentic or was it a nigga named Young Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, basically, they was like, and I don't know if it was a ploy or whatever. Like, the dude was like, I mean, to me, this shit looks pretty straight. But, like, if you come back next week, we're going to have some appraisers and stuff here. And they can check it out and let you know. Like, dude, he wasn't, he didn't really say for certain. Like, he wasn't certified, but he was saying, like, the dude that does that shit was coming, like, the next week. So, we never, um, we never ended up finding out what happened. Chef I need to ask my cousin what happened to the ball because now that you mentioned it, I ain't seen it in a while. Chef, are you uh, straight? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, okay. No, fucking, um, uh, the resident young nigga that we've had on the show before, uh-huh. that nigga had like a like a hat that was signed by like the, wait, what was it, the 86 bear? What, 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 what did the 85? bears with the 85, huh? 85 bears? 85, 85 bears, nigga. You was right the first time. <laughs> just wearing that, that shit like sweating through it. I'm like, nigga. And he's like, oh, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga. It's probably like, yeah, why ain't that in a fucking glass fucking case somewhere? Fucking dick bucket and, sign fucking. And I think he might have taken it out of his daddy's office or some shit, too. Like, I don't even think. But he shouldn't a, have it. Nigga, like, why? You get a whooping? This why you got to keep your shit from your kids, okay? Keep your uh, shit up so they can't uh, get it. Uh, or is that young nigga be some young on some young nigga shit? No, oh, that nigga that nigga came to uh and they came to New Orleans and um 
think he might have got down here Thursday. So I hit him up like Friday or Saturday morning, like, where you at? And this nigga was like, oh man, I had to go back to Atlanta. So then I seen this nigga uh, <laughs> on Instagram, like, niggas changing teeth like they changed tires. I'm like, nigga, what happened? <laughs> said, nigga, my tooth came out eating a po' boy, nigga. Oh, <laughs> what? what kind of po' boy did you get? Oh, nigga. Man, know. teeth be falling out, B. Nah. It's a, it's this uh when I said in some of those suites, it was this black lady. The guy across the hall from me was special needs. So it was a black lady that used to be like his home health aide or whatever. Oh, wow. And then there was a black dude that was like a maintenance man who kind of used to like try to pop at her or whatever. And me and the lady had got cool. Some I guess maybe we used to just run into each other coming and going or something. I forget, but like she would talk to me just like about random stuff. She was like, yeah, that nigga talking about um, his tooth came out. Uh, he was eating a roast beef sandwich and his tooth came out. I think he's smoking crack. I don't think it's too shit. <laughs> he's like, what kind of roast beef sandwich is that? <laughs> I think he's smoking crack. <laughs> right. Just jump straight to crack on him. <laughs> it might have been a Publix sandwich. Publix bread be harsh. Well, Publix bread will make you lose every motherfucking problem. <laughs> It's to be hard. If a oh, motherfucker doesn't have like the right? A fast, a fast public fact. I, I observed this about a month or two ago. You can go to the bakery, like where they sell the cookies and cakes and stuff, and get uh, another roll, like a different, like a sub roll from over there, and then bring that shit to the deli, and they'll make your sandwich on that. I don't know the rules about it because I know they got like some three foot long buns and shit, but. Um, I said I was going to inquire about it, but I haven't ordered a sandwich recently. <clears throat> so check that out next time you're at Publix if you have a Publix and you're a locale. Regular teeth, like the the four top or the four bottom, that means that they were prostituted at one point in their life. Just oh, trust me. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, that's what breaking up. What you say? I said that if somebody's missing the deal breaker teeth, right? The top four. For the bottom four, they were a prostitute at one point in their life. Giving gummies. They got to be missing all of them, or are you saying that they just missing some? One of them? No. Nah, they they got to have all four got to be gone. Oh, shit. Oh. They probably <laughs> smoked them away, and at, during while they were smoking them away, they were sucking dicks for, like, <laughs> a gap, man, be extra gap. change. So, they just say uh, this one chick had smoked their titties away. Damn, so it's already dead? That is a thing, though. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Jeez, we're talking about that on the smoking episode. Right, on the crack episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> Are we going to put all this in part? <laughs> like, we're supposed to be talking about R&B being dead. Are we going to include this? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like to include everything. But... That's what the people want. You get free content. Free fucking content. All right. Is Anchor paying us yet? Fuck. Have we got a five dollar check yet? Yeah, we're around here spending our money and shit. <laughs> eight thousand dollars ain't shit. I get an eight thousand dollar check every week <laughs> from Anchor. God, that shit would be so funny and weak at the same time. Like you go to that nigga house for like a barbecue, and then you just see that shit randomly sitting on the counter. Like, whoa! With all due respect, check stub, nigga. Deposit slip. They got a whole fucking account ledger and everything. You're wearing a De- Deontay Wilder suit. Like, y'all don't have one? <laughs> y'all, y'all think it's cold? That would be fucked up. Oh, man.
you've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, um, Michael Vick uh, visited campus of Florida A&M University this week, and um, it, I'm I'm not sure exactly what the nature of his visit was, but recently his uh, documentary was on ESPN, and basically, you know, his story, if you're familiar with it, is one of redemption. So um, <clears throat> he ended up basically in a bad spot because of poor choices about the people he had around him more so than anything else. So with that being said, uh, you know, we got this cancel culture and we're quick to cut people off and we brag about those kinds of things. But I think we really need to be more intentional about these kinds of things and intentional about who's in our circle and, you know, the people that may be adjacent to us and our acquaintances, because if you make poor decisions there, you know, it could cause you a lot of strife and uh, headache. And it's just important, you know, to make sure that your circle is very refined and you're intentional about the people that you hang around. It's not to say like, oh, you know, you're trying to build a network of people per se but you just want solid people around you if those people are solid everything else will fall into place everything else can be figured out you know so uh, just being more intentional about your circles we're approaching spring cleaning time and you know I always believe uh, if you declutter your life uh, that'll really do wonders for you it's not just about physical decluttering like spring cleaning around your home but just <clears throat> spring cleaning and kind of doing some housekeeping uh with your life in general with all due respect <clears throat> with all due respect uh you can learn a lot from a meme i know i talk about people who post memes and words not necessarily memes, but just too much fucking words and shit on the Instagram. But sometimes you get a good piece of something. So uh, I saw this the other day. It says, stop letting your potential go to waste because you don't feel confident or ready enough. People with half your talent are making serious waves while you're still waiting to feel ready. Uh, just personally, I think that um, we hesitated with this podcast. I mean, people for at least a year. Uh, I know Phil, um, he he kind of put us on blast on Facebook because a whole year went by from when he was like, man, if, you know, these four dudes had a podcast, man, I'd listen. And I think that, you know, before you try anything new, man, not necessarily that you're not, you're not necessarily nervous, but you might not think that you're ready. Um, so I think one day we're just like, all right, we're just going to do the shit and see what happens. And here we are, 90, we've probably done 100 episodes, but we're on 95 now. Um, 
And it goes with anything, man. I know a lot of y'all out there can cook. Um, thinking about starting a little catering business or selling cupcakes or whatever you do well, but you're just kind of scared to just go out there and do it. Um, life is too short for you not to take risks. Um, they say the biggest regret um, that people have is not trying new things or taking a, a leap of faith. So if you're out there, man, and uh, you know, you might want to try DJing or fucking singing or whatever you think you can do, man, just go out there and try it. You know, let this be a sign to you um, through our podcast that just go ahead and step out on faith with all due respect. With all due respect, we are now, what is it, almost 60 days into the year, two months into the year. Um, if you have not already done so, you need to make your appointment. Every man, woman, child needs to have their annual physical. Um, yes, they are stressful. Yes, there is anxiety involved because nobody wants to go to the doctor. What if something is fucked up? What if something goes wrong? We all experience that, but it's very necessary, man, especially as African-Americans. A lot of times you never know if you got high blood pressure and your heart is about to explode until you go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if your cholesterol is at a level that you it shouldn't be unless you go to the doctor. You don't always <clears throat> excuse me, you don't always have signs, you feel me? Um, but definitely go get it checked out and be truthful with your doctor, man. Like I talked to my doctor, I was like, Look, he was like, Anything wrong? I'm like, I've been snoring later on in my life. I've never been a snorer, but now I snore, you know what I'm saying? I talked to my doctor about that. Be truthful. He's like, all right, well, you know, uh, you want to go see a, what is it, an ENT doctor? I'm like, yeah, you know, let's do that. I mean, shit, I'm insured. Like, but like, those are the things, the discussions you should be having. Everything's not life and death, but if you don't have that relationship, if you don't have a primary care physician, if you don't have a church home, if you have a second <laughs> Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now's the time the doors of the church are open. Come on down. Is there another? You know what I'm saying? I mean, but seriously, that is the situation. Like, especially if you're not, if you're 18, yeah, shit can be wrong. You should get a physical too. But definitely as you get older, you definitely need to get yourself checked out. If you are an African-American male over the age of 45, Yes, it's time for you to get the finger in the booty to check your prostate. It's very important. Prostate is a significant killer amongst our community. Just do it, man. It's something that needs to be done. Don't take it for granted. Don't take your health for granted. Because most of this shit ain't reversible. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that shit will fuck you up. You could stroke out. You could have a heart attack. And at that point in time, there's a lot of shit that you can't come from. So go see the doctor. It's not that expensive. It's definitely worth it with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, I, it was, this is a random thought that came across um, through the week. We as as black folks are the best at making rules for us that stifle our growth, from what I learned. What I mean by that is we 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 create. Uh, red tape and minutia and bullshit to kind of control us as a people through our organizations and through things that we are affiliated with. I think it's important uh, to to I think we need to focus more as a people on creativity and and supporting that. And I think I see that a lot more now nowadays with younger folks like focusing on building their own things, having their own businesses. 
and doing things outside of of the norm, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and I think that's something that we need to support and 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 nurture um, as for um, and teach our children uh, because the way in which we've built businesses and 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 try to grow businesses within the same model isn't working. So with all due respect, let's let's do better in terms of of supporting creativity and nurturing it as a people because that's how we build our next uh, next set of entrepreneurs and creative folks that could do things for us and and take us to the next level in general as black folks. With all due respect. 